This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine at drscottwm and visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy most importantly we are not your medical providers take everything you hear with a grain of salt don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor nurse practitioner practical nurse physician assistant pharmacist chiropractor acupuncturist yoga master physical therapist clinical laboratory scientist registered dietitian or whatever well i introduced dr scott but he'll be here in a minute He's walking in the studio as we speak, so I'll do the plugs. Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all of your weird um, weird medicine needs and also your online buying needs. really helps keep us on the air. And uh, check out backpain.drsteve.com. Um, that's where I um, decided I was going to... Uh, uh, be a little more proactive with my back pain issue and i got an inversion table obviously check it out with your primary care or your treating provider before you buy something like this but i just wanted you all to see it it's at backpain.drsteve.com you got to spell out dr d-o-c-t-o-r steve.com and if you want to lose weight with me do noom n-o-o-m dot drsteve.com not a diet it's a psychology program get two weeks free and 20 percent off if you decide to do it. it's only a three-month program it's very well priced and then you get 20 percent off on top of that at noom n-o-o-m dot drsteve.com 
All right. And uh, don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And the perennial question is always, Dr. Scott, do you have nasal spray on your website this week? No. <laughs> I should just put that on a cart. <laughs> and then every uh, every week, just play that. Because <laughs> it's, it's the same every, every same week. Grief. What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm going to shut it down. The whole uh, you're going to shut it down? Yeah, the whole Simply Herbal. Yeah. Oh, why? Nah, I'm just tired of it. Oh, really? Yeah. T- <laughs> I'm getting old. So what is it that you're getting tired of? Because you're not actually doing anything. No, but I mean, maintaining right? I mean, No, but maintaining it. And what are you maintaining? Just, we, you know, people have been begging for nasal spray since COVID started. Exactly. <laughs> I'm retiring. And thank you, thank you for your... Retroactively. Thank you for all of your support. Oh, well. But that's all right. So for real, you're get you're done with it. Yeah, I'm gonna close it off. Well, what am I gonna plug? I'm, am um, I gonna have to start paying you now? Money, honey. The green doing works. this for plugs. Green works. I'll come up with something stupid Ugh. that that you can help me with. I'm sure because you know that's my history. <laughs> <laughs> well, simply herbals was awesome. Simply herbals, it, it is us. No, we're just a uh, just I'm growing weary in my old age. So all right. <clears throat> I mean, I guess nobody gives a shit about this, but I do. Um, what goes into making your proprietary nasal spray, which I have one bottle up downstairs, mm-hmm. by the way, which I used the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mean then, the ingredients? Well, I mean, first off, you had to figure out what you wanted to put in it. Yes. Then you have somebody make it for you. Yes. And then the label. Yep. And then not putting it on your website and then not selling it. But I mean, what's the yeah. barrier there to <laughs> you know that those latter two things? No, I think I think a lot of it a lot of it was at the beginning of COVID losing um the ability to get everything made in a timely oh, fashion. You know, in okay. a timely fashion. And then and then you know, honestly, you know, now shipping has become an issue with um Almost everything. It's really? Like, yeah, you know, trying I to ship. my ham radio stuff from DX Engineering, and, geez, it comes the next day. Well, it, that may be, but it's not. It's little not, plug for DX yeah, Engineering, it's, it's by not, the way. It's not that with everything. And then, you know, if, then if something doesn't get there in a the day, then people are sending emails like, where's my stuff? Were you, <laughs> yeah, you which know. is constant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sarasota skank keeps yes, uh, giving you a hard time about but, that. But what I what I will do though, in, in all seriousness, <clears throat> I, I just I'm going to take it off the end. But if anybody ever wants some, we'll have some. Yeah, just email me. They can email me. Yeah, email, you go to email me. DrSteve.com and click yeah. content. And we we're will not take, trying to sell something. No, we're we're no. not actually allowed to do that. No. But um, if anybody has questions, I'll be happy to help. We'll them. help you out. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's you know, and it's it, but maybe one of these days things will kind of sort normalize. Of distressing. So, were you getting yeah. your stuff from China, or was it being made in the United States? Oh no, it's U.S. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah, out of Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah. Up there, Murfreesboro Highway. Murfreesboro Highway. You ever heard those crank calls? Yes. It's called Al White Motors. If you want to hear a guy just go off the deep end, just Google Al White Motors crank calls. And uh, Murfreesboro Highway came into the picture many, many times on that. Mm-hmm. And they called this guy Benny. And they'll they'll put Benny on it, but that's just the southern accent. Mm-hmm. It's not B-I-N-N-Y. It was B-E-N-N-I-E or B-E-N-N-Y. And um, the guy's name was Benny, but, you know, they go, hey, hey Benny. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, to the northern ear, that sounds like B-I-N-N-Y. Yep. Yep. And so you might find it under that, you know, Benny, Benny crank phone calls. Hmm. But um, this guy worked at a car dealership, and he was wound pretty tight, and he, he had some coworkers that just messed with him for years, would call the main number, and they could see him. Oh, no. You know, it was in a car dealership, so they're in one of those little offices with the glass, and they're watching the guy. And they had it, him thinking that he had this stalker. And apparently, when they were in Vietnam, I mean, their narrative was that he helped this guy. And when that guy died, they told this other guy, Junior, or whatever the hell his name was, <laughs> that he needed to watch out for Benny. Oh, no. Yep. So he would call him up, say, "I'm just, I'm just watching out for him. Well, I don't need you to watch out, you know." And then it just gets crazier and crazier. And then they had these little mini narratives where they'd call and ask him if they were coming to this rabbit supper. And a rabbit supper, for people who don't know, is like a, um, it, it could it, a place where you get together. It's like a potluck, but you'll have bring game. So you could rabbit, squirrels, you know that kind of stuff. And so for a month, are you going to that rabbit supper? <laughs> Oh <laughs> just over and over and then they he, he knew this person was out there because they'd say i saw you walking around with that blue shirt on it looks real good on you and i mean now i guess you know 2021 i mean it, it's, it was definitely targeted harassment and stalking <laughs> but it was pretty funny oh but anyway so that's the murfreesboro highway i saw you up there in the murfreesboro highway <laughs> lord nothing I can't make it funny. It's not even funny. There was nothing funny about it except that it went on and on and on. And it it kind of went with Opie's uh, theory of annoying comedy, which is you do something and it, maybe it's mildly humorous. Then it becomes not funny. And mm. you just keep doing it until it becomes funny again. Oh and that's what they did. <laughs> it's kind of a hard way to get to. Yeah, uh, no, I know. To, to humor. So uh, a lot better to just craft a good joke. Yeah, it I is thinking. a form of humor, though. Yes, it is. All right. Well, you got any articles for us this week? I, I'm looking at a couple that, that have some potential. Yeah, we, you know, we were talking earlier. It's, it's interesting since, thankfully, this COVID thing, at, at least in the United States, is quietening down quite a bit. It's crazy. You know, we've yeah. completely opened up <clears throat> in our area. Mm-hmm. No mask mandate anymore. I went to the grocery store the other day, and it was weird seeing most of the people not walking around with masks. Yeah. And I went to a restaurant, same deal, just packed, totally packed. Yet our cases continue to decline in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Cases are going up. Hospitalizations right. are going down. And yeah, um, people are still catching it. Yeah, yeah. people um, who were really vulnerable have gotten the vaccine. Yeah. Most of them, thankfully. Well, I mean, it's like 75, 80% in this area of people 65 years of age or older or who are vulnerable to this thing have been vaccinated. And that's why when everybody gets together, we're seeing people, lots of cases being reported and hospitalizations continue to drop. Yeah, which is... We peaked out at 450 cases in the hospital, something like that. Dang. And then um, uh, it, it went down to... 70 80 something like that and then it crept back up as yep. things were opening back up to about 130 and now back down to 60 again mm. so which is not probably too far out of the norm with a regular virus you know something like maybe the flu 
Um, you know, a, a bad flu. Yeah, bad flu. But let's look. Let's go to covid.stoutlabs.com. Stout. This is Daniel Stout's uh, website. You can find him on Twitter at uh, Stout at Stout Labs. And doesn't seem to be working. Oh, no, here. Okay, here we go. Okay, so let's look at new cases for these United States. We'll compare them to India. India just going up, but actually coming back down again. India peaked out at 412,000 daily cases, and now they're down to 281. And I'm looking over the last 100 days. The United States has trended slightly downward. The last um, data we got was 16,000 new cases in the United States. Now let's look at new deaths. New deaths, precipitous drop in the United States. Uh, I'm looking back 100 days, peaked out at looks like 3,000 in a day. And yesterday was 262. Not 262,000, 262. Still, 200 people still died right you know don't think i'm minimizing the fact that every day 200 people are dying from this but uh it ain't like it was and let me let me look at the peak i'm going to go back 300 days and again we're looking at covid.stoutlabs.com and right around january um january 15th which is what i kind of predicted was going to happen was two weeks after the you know, New Year's, mm-hmm. we peaked out at 4,000 deaths uh, per day. By the way, at the same time, India was down to 151 deaths. So we're very interested to see if this is some variant or if there's just a particular problem in India that has to do with um, a billion people yeah. and only you know, tens yeah. of millions of people being vaccinated. Yeah. So. How many people in India have gotten a vaccine? Well, that's I wonder, an excellent question. Let's, uh, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. How many uh, vaccinated in India? Okay. Okay, here we go. Vaccinations in India. Looks like um, and four, fully vaccinated is only 40 million. That's 3% of the population. At least one dose, 143 million. And so that's at least one dose of a two-dose vaccine regimen, I would guess. Otherwise, why would they say that? Though they, if it was the AstraZeneca or J&J, they would vaccinated. be fully vaccinated right. after one. Okay, so you're looking at 13% of the population has received uh, at least one dose. Least one dose. So let's see if I can get the same graph for the United States. And uh, sorry for doing research on the air, everybody. Okay, so you're looking at least one dose, 48% fully vaccinated, 37.9. So, uh, you know, um, it's pretty good, mm-hmm. actually. And then when you break it down by age group, the over, as I said before, the over 65 group is uh, well vaccinated. So there you go. Uh, Pennsylvania. of people are fully vaccinated. That's the whole population. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. All right. What else you got? No, that's it. Okay. No, it's just, it was... Fucking fascinating, Dr. Scott. (laughs) No, I just thought it was, it was, it's, it's, it's so in... 
and kind of compelling to think what what all we used to talk about prior to the COVID thing it was always oh poop, god poop and penises and yep <clears throat> all the cool stuff urethral meatus urethral meatus hemorrhoids and then for and 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 you know you're just saying that you're going back 300 days to to look up research it's just so bizarre but you know i was i was thinking about how how incredible that humanity is to be able to to take these changes and to make adjustments to daily life and yep. daily schedules and which which does bring up something that i hope we will eventually get to talk about a little bit is just changing changing in and work status people's people's work habits and some of the stressors that's causing yeah. at home well, i don't ever want to go back to in-person meetings no it's like no. once that now that that cat is out of the bag i mean i have a ethics committee meeting and they were like well next next month we're gonna do it in person it's like why yeah yeah i can run home if it's at four in the afternoon i can run home do it from my studio up here and then you know go have a drink or something if i want to yep or throw some laundry in or whatever yeah yeah before 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 the meeting instead of being stuck in a meeting that you've got to drive to yep yeah, yeah, and it's in a different town. It's in a different town, and you got to make some accommodations for your kids and your dogs and everything. And virtual meetings for those kind of meetings mm. make sense. Heck yeah! When you're not, you know, I, I'm not in favor of virtual schooling. My kid has to take one class virtually this next year. Even mm-hmm. you know, he's going to college this year. Which, by the way, holy shit! I took him to orientation today. Mm-hmm. And he had some trepidation. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the kid. You know, I changed his diapers till he was potty trained. Mm-hmm. You know, I did about, I would say, probably half the diapers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I helped him with his homework. You know, the whole drill. Yeah. And you You're do all this day. stuff. And then um, I took him to orientation. Mm-hmm. He graduated with honors. Thank you. Very excellent. Good job, young man. From high school. And got some Tennessee Diploma of Distinction or something. He had to do some other stuff. But anyway, <laughs> he um, – so I take him, and he had some trepidation about it because he was thinking that college was going to be just like high school except harder. So yeah. that he would be going from 7 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon just booking it every single day. And so <laughs> we met with his advisor, by the way – virtually which was awesome there was no reason for us to drive down there and have to see her we were just sitting at home i think i was having a beer and um mm-hmm. got his schedule done and he was like wait a minute you mean on monday wednesday and friday i'm done at 10 o'clock and it's like yes my friend this is when time management <laughs> starts to be uh, you know an important exactly. thing in your life because you got to figure out how not to just waste all that free time but he was like oh that's cool well so i take him <laughs> take him to uh, he still had some it. trepidation he hadn't spent a lot of time away from home and yeah. um uh and i <clears throat> took him to orientation and he saw all the other kids his age and the place where he's going is beautiful and uh the um this center that they had they had this you know gorgeous brand new auditorium and all this stuff and we got him checked in. I said, you going to be okay? He said, yeah, I think I'm going to be okay. And I said, do I need to stay? And he's like, no, I think I got it. And let me tell you something. 
what looking at that kid merge in from behind i'm watching him now he's turned around he's walking away from me merge into that crowd and all i can see is the back of his head and it's marks this period where he's now no longer totally dependent on me and he's entering a new phase of his life where he's mm-hmm. going to be that kind of effed me up a little bit oh i bet yeah just seeing that, that big waft of crazy curly blonde hair kind of mixing into the yeah crowd. yeah yeah well and yeah. you know and i got choked up and it's like i'm not sad yeah but there's not a word in english for what it is that you are when that happens because i'm happy for him i'm proud of him yeah. there is some wistfulness yeah um because he's not dependent but it was mm. it, i liken it more to i mean did you did you cry at the end of rudy Oh, of course. Okay, why? Yeah. It wasn't sad. Who does it? You cry, you cry at the end of it, 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 at the end of Field of Dreams. But why? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't yeah. sad. It wasn't sad at all. No, it was beautiful. No, it, yeah. somebody's dreams were yeah. realized. Yeah. So why do we cry? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's it's more like that kind. Of, that, but the, there's not a word for that either. No. Now no. there's a word for when you take pleasure from somebody falling down and breaking their kneecap. Mm-hmm. You know what that word is? Oh, gosh. No, I don't. Schadenfreude. Oh, Schadenfreude. No, I did not know that. And uh, But, yeah, so there's a word for that emotion. <laughs> but there's not a word for the emotion when you, your kid kind of goes from the caterpillar to the effing butterfly <laughs> and spreads their wings a little bit. Yeah. And you realize that, you know. I don't know. You know, and that's there's got to be a word for there's that. There's got to be a word. You know, the really kind of cool thing is because it, someday I'm an English scholar. But Mark, call in, I'll send you a, a pen if yeah. you give me the right word. But you know, marking that space and time is not like marking other things. We, you know, we, have, you know, and you've talked about it a thousand times. The reason everything's on ten is because we had ten fingers, right? Right. You know, that's right. Um, that's dates, right. base ten. Dates. We have times. We have. We know these things happen on, at these certain times. But that's, and I wonder if if, if some of that uncertainty and that happening in such a um, um, vulnerable, vulnerable time and space. Yeah, it makes it even more more. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about now, but <clears throat> I do. <laughs> well, because it's it's still just, just a fine time. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it just it's kind of this arbitrary thing. And all of a sudden, it hits you. You're like, oh fuck. Well, my first nurse practitioner, the first one I ever worked with, she was probably the nurse practitioner. I'm still I was the closest to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she was more like my sister. And when her kid was born, I it's the only time I ever weaved a basket was I did it for her for to carry him around. I weaved one basket in my life. And I uh, put that on the list of things Dr. Steve can do. I know. Well, I can't do it. I had a teacher, but um I uh remember her telling me the time the first day that she took him to kindergarten and she had that same experience because she took him to kindergarten and they had breakfast at the school. So, you know, he went through the line and got his little thing of you know, plate of pancakes, and he was eating them. And she said, "Are you going to be okay?" He's like, "Yeah, mom, I'm fine." And so she left yeah. because they were supposed to leave. She's right. supposed to just drop him off. Right. And uh, you know, she just looked back at him sitting there at this table by himself eating pancakes, and she just got that all that boohoo <laughs> thing. And <clears throat> the thing is, what you don't want. So it's not sadness because no. No. what you don't want is a kindergartner that can't do that that's going no don't leave stay right. you know or or you don't want a, a an 18 year old that's mm-hmm. still sleeping in your bed mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You want them to, but then when they do, then you're like, oh, really? yeah, I don't get it. Why don't, aren't you still two years old? <laughs> I know. I don't understand it. But you wouldn't want them to just still be no. 10 years old. That's the thing. No, you don't. It's, no. it's like, I don't know, dude. It's mm-hmm. anyway. Kind no, of bizarre. Nobody it? gives a damn no. shit about Can you stop bullshitting? And all right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I got it. But he is a wonderful child, I will tell you that. Well. What, that's neither here nor there. No one that's listening knows whether to believe you or not. So anyway, well, if you're going to have a kid, go to drsteve.com and check out my one-page baby manual. <clears throat> That'll get you on the road to having a well-adjusted kid. Because a well-adjusted baby <laughs> becomes a well-adjusted kid. All right. Enough. <laughs> All right. What else we got? That it? That's it. You don't have any articles? No, nothing anything good. All right. 22 minutes of horse shit me and my sentimental I watched that movie The Arrival again oh no (laughs) cried for 20 minutes at the end of it (laughs) it would be interesting to see I mean literally just boo-hooing you know it would be interesting to see what all um, other people that are listening to the show what what, what some of their all time favorite crying movies are my my number one what what? Field of Dreams okay yeah I did I choked up during Field of Dreams but crying for 20 minutes in the parking lot with people walking by going what the fuck is wrong with that guy two movies ai artificial intelligence for which i will despise uh, steven spielberg for the rest of my life because there was no reason for that movie to end the way it did Mm. spoiler they bring his mother back for 24 hours and these are these intelligent you know robots who uh, you know, found their progenitor buried in the ice. This, mm-hmm. and all he wanted to do was, you know, have his mom. That was the have his mom love him, and he. Uh, they had some DNA on a on a hairbrush, and from the DNA they recreated the mom. Somehow, from the DNA they created all her memories and all this stuff too. I think they just programmed it, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, but it would only last for 24 hours, and then they could never do it again. Now, if they did it once, how could they not do it again? Mm. So this poor effing kid got to spend a day coloring and stuff with his mom for 24 <laughs> hours, and then that's it. That's the For worst. the rest of it. Oh, and I I ter- cried like, oh, God, it was awful. That's and then it was like, you asshole, there was no reason for that. <laughs> no. They could have. They were robots. They could have just made an android. Yeah, make another one, for God's sake. Or just do yeah. it again tomorrow zip, and then the zip, next day zip, and the next day. Zip drive her brain. And, you know, but you can't. You can't. Um, copy the <laughs> DNA. I mean, you're this advanced that you could create a whole Steven human being. Steven Spielberg can. From, from a, um, well, he couldn't come up with a hook that wouldn't make me cry. That was just designed <laughs> to make me cry. And that pisses oh me off because it was just emotional manipulation. Yeah, it's true. It's abuse. Now, but the other one was Schindler's List. Oh, again, though, Lord. another damn Spielberg movie. And for oh, this, I will always love Steven man. Spielberg. So there you go. But at the end, when he's like, oh, look at this ring. I could have saved 20. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. 20 minutes out in the lobby. That's a hell of a movie. Yeah, if, if nobody's ever seen that, that's, that is a powerful, Both powerful, of them Steven Spielberg. One movie. I love him for and one I hate his guts for. <laughs> so, asshole. Damn. Beautiful asshole. Yes. But anyway. All right. That's wonderful. <laughs> Why were we talking about that again? Oh, just crying. Crime okay, movie, yeah, yeah, crime so, movie, yeah. AI, Schindler's List, The Arrival. Those were my big ones for actually crying. Mm-hmm. And the arrival, you know, it's aliens. Mm-hmm. 
But it's not really about that. It's about choices that we make. Hmm. And if you knew certain things, would you make those same choices? Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. I don't want to. That one I don't want to spoil. That's all I'm saying. That's really what that movie is about. But, but it's well and done. that Denis Villeneuve dude that made that movie, he also made the Blade Runner sequel, which was also a really beautiful film. Hmm. And uh, he's making the Dune movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, they're redoing great. Dune. It's uh, the first book is going to be divided into two uh, parts. They haven't even greenlit the second one yet, so he just did it on faith alone. Mm. But this guy makes beautiful films, and uh, I can't. I that I can't wait to see. That'd be good. All right, all right, enough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline my stupid shit here we go <laughs> number one thing don't take advice from some asshole hey, on the Dr. radio this is uh, john from chicago hey, john. hi casey <laughs> hi <laughs> dr scott hey. hope you all are good how are you <laughs> okay great uh, we should probably rehearse these first so let's see but that's the whole point of this is most of these i've not heard so let's okay. let's try that feel prepared hey dr steve hey man this is, uh, john from chicago hey john hi casey hello hi dr scott what's up hope you all are good yeah, how good, are man. you yeah, we're good how are you Fabulous. great hey uh dr steve <laughs> so question stupid. for you on nasal hairs yes um do they serve a purpose maybe preventing uh, certain, you know, uh, virus particles or anything from getting up into the, uh, you know, blood-brain barrier that the, hmm. the nasal passage is near? Um, or are they just uh, some sort of leftover thing from caveman days? Uh, wonder if when I'm trimming them and trying to get rid of all that gross stuff in the nose, is that maybe from a long-term perspective harmful, you know? Or is it, nah, it's cosmetic and you're good? Yeah. Thanks a bunch. Bye. Well, um, so as I discovered when I was single, nose hairs that you can see from the outside, not a good look. No. They're not decorative. They're not decorative at all. I had this, um, <laughs> this friend, <laughs> and uh, I remember I was in her apartment, and she, oh, she was so hot. And um, uh, I had no idea that I had nose hairs sticking out. You know, you look in the mirror every day, you don't notice things. Sure. And she came at me with a pair of scissors and said, oh, my God, I'm going to cut those damn nose hairs. And that's when I realized, oh, I'm gross. <laughs> I have nose hairs hanging out of my nose. And she was, this beautiful woman mm-hmm. was going to cut them out of my nose. I said, well, I'm never going to get laid with her. No. Because now if I went, you know, got anywhere closer to her, she's just going to think, Oh, this is nose hair guy. I clipped his nose hairs with a pair of, you know, office scissors. Maybe maybe manscaping is her thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think it was a... I didn't get the impression <laughs> it was a turn on. But um, so uh, Manscaped makes a really nice yes. nose trimmer. Yes, and that you can buy nose trimmers, and it's okay to trim it so that it's not hanging out of your nose. There's no benefit to that. Now, there is benefit... Two nose hairs, but mm-hmm. you'll never pull them all out. No. Um, 
by the way, a single nose hair follicle <laughs> will grow six and a half feet of hair in your lifetime. Wow. Now, um, they, you know, you grow the hairs to a certain length and then they fall out and then you generate new ones. But, but when you get older, your hairs get longer and are definitely more noticeable. And then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell is this? I'm growing hair out of my ear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to be growing hair out of my ear or any other stupid place, but you do, and that's why getting old sucks. Uh, not the only reason, but one of the many reasons. <laughs> but um, your nose hairs keep macro particles out of your nose. They're not really viruses. Now, if they're wet, they may trap some inhaled really small particles so that if your nose is running and you inhale a load of virus it's possible that they will adhere to the wet hairs and you know because of the turbulence caused by those hairs during inhalation uh they're more likely to get stuck but that's not really what it's for i'm just con that's just conjecture on my part it's really for things like dust and allergens and other small particles and it keeps them from entering your lungs and uh so the hypothesis is if you remove too much you could be more sensitive to those kinds of things. But, you know, in our world these days, you don't um, encounter as much crap in the air as we once did when we were uh, in a, evolving as a species. So, Hey, I've, I've yep. got something interesting. Yep, go. It looks like the longest nose hair that I can find online is a guy had the one that was 18 millimeters long. Oh my, eight, wait, 18 millimeters? Yeah, That's eight, not very long. Yeah, it's still. What, Do you mean 18 centimeters? It said, it said millimeters. But it looks longer. That cannot that. be the record for nose hair. That's what it, that's what it said. I don't I don't Hang believe it. It didn't look a hell of a lot longer than that. <laughs> so I'm wondering if they meant centimeters. Yeah, it's got to be. It's all, it has to be, and that's pretty impressive. Okay, uh, Vernon Frenzel Senior pulled out his nose hair 18 millimeters long using twi uh, yeah that makes using sense. tweezers. 18 millimeters it doesn't sound very long. No, that looks longer than that, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Hey, point is, <clears throat> this is medical journalism. Yeah, if it if it's that long, go ahead and trim it up. Yeah. Man, manscaping is a good thing. Yeah, let me see. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not impressed by no, eighteen no. millimeters because no. um, two point five centimeters, which is twenty five millimeters. Mm -hmm. Is one inch, right. so that's less than an inch. It's less than an inch stick, but that's still, stick, but still sticking out of your nose. Surely to God, someone's had one that was you know two feet long. Yeah, or I'm something. looking. I'm looking on Guinness. Okay, so so if you pluck your nose hairs, I have that can be a problem because you're pulling the hair out by the follicle, and then you can get things like ingrown hairs as the hair tries to grow back at, in a traumatized follicle that's inflamed. Sometimes it can uh, get caught and just curl up in the follicle instead of uh, growing out so you can get an ingrown hair. There's a uh, thing called nasal vestibulitis, which is an infection of the nasal vestibule, which is the uh, inside part of your nose uh, that, you know, protrudes from your face. The The vestibule, it makes sense if you think of a, of a vestibule, it's, it's got the biggest open space in it. And this is sort of a form of impetigo. It's a staph infection of the membranes inside the nose. And it can be caused by 
any kind of injury, but also uh, just plucking your nose hair or picking your nose. And then if you get an abscess, then uh, it's called nasal furunculosis. Ooh. And uh, they, these are uh, abscesses, and the, this is more common in people who have an, some sort of immune deficiency. But it uh, will cause pain and swelling and redness and that kind of stuff. So, all right. Cool. Um, I'm looking at Healthline right now. It says nose hairs block dust and allergens from passing through your nasal cavities. Removing too many hairs allows more particles to pass through your nose and into your lungs. For some people, this may increase the risk for developing asthma. So uh, now that sounds like a conjecture, a conjecture, conjuncture, conjecture. Sorry, got conjunction and conjecture in my head. So I'm going to look at this study. Um, by the way, do you know the medical term for nose hair? No. Really? No, I don't. Not right offhand. Vibrissi. Vibrissi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is an original paper from the International Archives of Allergy and Immunology. It says, does nose hair, parentheses, vibrissi, density, affect the risk of it developing asthma in patients with seasonal rhinitis? Wow. So what they're asking is, if you're more dense, the hypothesis would be that you would have less allergies because you're admitting fewer allergens into your lung. And I'm just going to read the conclusion. Our findings suggest that the amount of nasal hair providing a nose filtration function has a protective effect on the risk of developing asthma in um, these patients. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first report on this subject in the literature. So let's see... um, well, let's let's look at the results. Asthma was detected in 75 patients. That was about a third. And of those, 60, two-thirds also had pollen asthma. The rate of asthma was 44, 26, and 16 in the few, moderate, and many groups. Okay, so in other words, the more dense the nose hairs, the rate of asthma decreased by, um, all, by a little bit more than a half. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Makes sense, though. You got to figure it's, it's, well, just, sure. it's an air filter inside your nose. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to keep all the crud out. It's better, and I think it does. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. All right. Hello, Dr. Steve. This is Mark, and uh, I've got a question, uh, several, but I'll try to keep it brief. Okay. Uh, about testosterone plant based pellet therapy. I'm 48 years old, and my testosterone is down to 300. Um, I recently started the therapy and got up to 1,100. Noticed a, a change, big change, but not like earth-shattering. But uh, I'm able to work out harder, have more stamina, and uh, uh, less anxiety, and I can sleep better. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Actually, it's really helped. Good, uh, good. Trying to get my wife to start the therapy uh, with estrogen and testosterone oh. as well because she is probably postmenopausal. She started early at 42. Yeah. So I was uh, trying to, you know, see if she would also participate because I can see all the signs of being menopausal in her, and we're not even 50 yet. Uh, and I'm like, man, and, you know, it's kind of a drag. Yeah. Uh, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on it. Uh, thank you. Bye. Yeah, man. Um, so let's talk a little bit about testosterone replacement for men. You're doing the pellets, so you get a 
this is an implantable pellet. Looks like a little seed, and depending on what dose they want to administer to you, they'll do more, you know, more or fewer seeds. And they implant them under the skin, and your body sort of leeches the testosterone out of those over time, and you end up with uh, a, a constant amount of testosterone being released into the system. Um, there are uh, other ways to do it, and there are some men's health people who advocate doing a shot instead so that you get that peak. And other people say, well, the peak is a problem. So when you do a shot, you'll have, if you do it every two weeks, you'll get a peak. You'll feel good for a week. And then maybe for half of the second week, you'll start to feel, hey, it's time for my shot again. And it's up and down, up and down. And some people say, well, that's not good. But we had a a men's health expert on this show many years ago that said, no, that's exactly what you want. I'm like, well, okay, do the testicles do it that way? No. No. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but he thought that it really, maybe he was improving on nature. I mean, seriously, what the hell do I know? Uh, when it comes to women, there have been um, a lot of different ways to treat women with menopausal symptoms over the years. And initially, whenever somebody went into menopause, we just gave them estrogen replacement. Right. And then uh, we found that we were increasing the risk of blood clots in the legs and the lungs. And uh, we had an increased risk of breast cancer was seen with five or more years of continuous estrogen uh, therapy and maybe even earlier than that. And the risk decreased after the hormone therapy was stopped. So, you know, if we had someone that was menopausal and they'd had a hysterectomy, we just put them on estrogen. Right. For years, we did that. When I say we, I mean other people. And the uh, <laughs> use of estrogen alone uh, for an average of seven years uh, um, by itself didn't really increase the risk. But what you were doing was going from like 1 in 11 women getting breast cancer to 1 in 11.001. But it, so the risk to the individual was relatively low, but the risk to society and women in general was pretty significant. So, um, uh, and there's not a lot of controversy about this. I mean, hormone therapy definitely reduces menopausal symptoms. And... Um, uh, you know, women who have had their uterus removed can generally take estrogen by itself without the progesterone. Uh, but, um, you know, you have to talk to your OBGYN about this and you want to minimize it. You want to do it for the shortest time possible. And in people who are at high risk, smokers, I, if you're menopausal and you're a smoker, I'm not putting you on estrogen because you're more likely to have complications. Mm-hmm. So another yet another reason to quit smoking, but um, so you just got to talk to your OBGYN about that. Now, as far as testosterone in women, there are uh, some studies that suggest that testosterone can help ease menopausal symptoms without increasing breast cancer risk. Now, and they, they may improve libido as well. One of the treatments for hot flashes in menopausal women are SSRI antidepressants. They work reasonably well. 
And but the problem is it can kill your libido if you had one left after going through uh, menopause. Right. So uh, this this study, let me see if I can find this. Uh, this is called the Testosterone Implant Breast Cancer Prevention Study. The uh, researchers wanted to see if using testosterone instead of uh, estrogen and progesterone to treat menopausal symptoms would increase the risk of breast cancer. So their end point was risk of breast or, in, you know, incidence of breast cancer. That was the end point of this. We've talked about the importance of what are you studying for? You can't just do a shotgun study. So uh, 1,268 postmenopausal women with no history of breast cancer who had menopausal symptoms were treated with testosterone pellet implanted under the skin every three months. None of the women were taking uh, estrogen, and they were uh, average of 52 years old when the first pellet was implanted. Um, and uh, th- oh, some of the doctors believed that estrogen could be converted from the uh, or, you know, I'm sorry, that they could create estrogen from the testosterone. So some of the treatment cohort were treated with pellets that uh, blocked estrogen at the level of the receptor. So they followed the women for 10 years, and we have the results from the first five years of follow They're going to follow them for 10 years. And as, as of March uh, 2013, eight cases of breast cancer had been diagnosed in the 1,268 women for a rate of 0.63%, and that would be 142 cases per 100,000 person years. Uh, Six of the eight cancers were stage one, and five of the cancers uh, were this other thing called HER2 negative. And uh, so now they looked at cancer rates among people using hormone replacement therapy, and there were 380 cases per 100,000 uh, compared to 300, ca- oh, let me see, Com- uh, in people with uh, estrogen compared to 300 per 100,000 people not using estrogen but also not using testosterone, right? And But so there were 142 in the testosterone group. So the study seemed to show that using the testosterone implant with or without the estrogen blocker actually lowered the risk of breast cancer. So the study... Uh, didn't have a control group of similar women, so this isn't a perfect study. This re- these results were promising. I am not aware of more up-to-date results. There may be some. Mm. But, again, I'm throwing this out there not to make any recommendation that anybody do anything. Don't do a damn thing because I said it. Just talk to your OBGYN about it because they will be up-to-date on the most recent um, stuff and you know my interest is in looking at studies how do we know things to be true right and uh studies like this is how we get to that number all right okie dokie dr steve okay follow up from a few weeks ago y'all were talking okay this is stacy deloach everybody What's hello stacy i still don't have a theme song for him about pain management and how pain is transmitted yep on the other end of the spectrum, pain management. How does a pill that I take find its way for pain relief? Because <laughs> if I take the pill, I'm a, it's broken down my stomach, goes into the bloodstream. To me, it's like a 1940s kid selling newspaper, ibuprofen, ibuprofen, who needs ibuprofen? And then you see these people that claim they have targeted pain relief. How the hell would you target something that goes through your bloodstream and train it to know where to go. Or well, okay, that's a good question. Uh, a really good question. 
um, just remember there are different receptors yes. in the body. Many and, different receptors. And they can be in different places and they can act on different things mm-hmm. uh, di- differently. So, for example, this isn't a great example. It, it doesn't meet the criteria that he laid out, but um, we have, there's a drug called methylnaltrexone. Methylnaltrexone is a drug that targets only peripheral mu-opioid receptors. Now, what are the mu-opioid receptors? Those are the receptors that are that are triggered, or we say agonized, but are triggered by uh, opiates, so morphine and that kind of stuff. So what the hell good is this? Why would you want a peripheral one? Well, if you, one of the adverse effects of opioids, or a.k.a. narcotics, oxycodone, hydrocodone, that kind of stuff, is uh, constipation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a opioid receptor-mediated effect where the opioid isn't affecting the pain at that point. It's just it's hit the receptors being triggered slow the peristalsis, the contraction of the bowel. And you get constipation. Yes. So if you have a peripheral mu-opioid receptor blocker, like methylnaltrexone, what happens is that morphine can no longer paralyze the bowel, Mm -hmm. but the methylnaltrexone does not block the pain relief part because that's central. That's in the central nervous system. Right. So that is a targeted approach. You're targeting the peripheral mu-opioid receptors and, and... um, ignoring or bypassing those central ones that cause the pain relief. So, so you can take your hydros or oxys or or Dilata yeah. and uh, and get constipation. Then you take this medication; it will relieve the constipation, but won't affect the pain control that you get from that opioid. Mm-hmm. So it's all receptor based. That's what they mean because he's absolutely right. And I'll give him one of these. Give yourself a bill. Because I this is the thing I talk to people about all the time. If they've got pain at, on the top of their shoe, mm-hmm. of their foot, and I'm sure you counsel your patients the same way. Why would I give them a pill that goes to the tip of their nose and the the back of their eyeball. Yes, everywhere. It has to go everywhere yep, just to get to the tip of the toe when if I could treat it topically by putting some medication actually on the top yep. of the foot, I could make it go away that way. Yep. And that, that's truly targeted therapy, yep, but it okay. only works when you can get to the place where the pain is. Yes. Otherwise, we have to do it this way. Yep, do it orally, right, or yep. injection-wise, yep. Yeah, and it has to go to every cell yeah. in your body. But many of them don't have the receptors, right? So it just kind of, fl- or the receptors are swamped, or they're they they're, they don't they don't they don't accept information like they used yeah. to because they they've been or that. Yeah, I mean it's. But it's, if you you know if you go to a red blood cell, ibuprofen is there's nothing that the red blood cell has that the ibuprofen's going to interact with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it'll just kind of float on by that, but right. it may have some effect on, you know, it has the, those kind of drugs work on a, it doesn't matter, a, a, a system of prostaglandins. Um, it, just don't even worry about really it. Really complicated. It is a very complicated, very complicated. cascade. But, uh, uh, you know, and they can also affect platelet function. Sure. Yeah, thins your blood depending on yeah. what kind well, of. Well, it causes your platelets to be less uh, able to form a clot. Clots, yep. 
Yeah, it's and that sucks because if you have that problem, and now they also because of they work on prostaglandins, which are involved in making the the protective lining of the stomach. Mm. When you wear that away, and then it bleeds, and now you've messed with the platelets yes. so that they can't clot. Now you have you set trouble. somebody up for a GI bleed, Big which trouble. is why elderly folks really, for a lot of folks with bad osteoarthritis pain. A low-dose opioid is safer for them. It seems crazy. Yep. It's safer for them than a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory right. An Advil or Tylenol. Or, or, yeah, or, and then, or Aleve or whatever. Yeah, now yeah. Tylenol is not a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. It's an analgesia, but it doesn't work right. for a lot of people. Right. So that's why you'd want to go to Dr. Scott. Yeah. If you get relief from from uh, acupuncture or any of those other things, that's fine yeah. because you're less likely to get a GI bleed from what Dr. Scott does. Yep. Um, or a very low-dose opioid than you are from ibuprofen or naproxen or something like that. Yes. So what were you going to say? Absolutely true. No, I, I just agree with you. You know, it's a great question from Stacy, but, man, it is a that's something we could do a couple of shows on just the, Well, yeah, pain how, is so the, subject, uh, subjective. Yeah, and ha- and the difference between between peripheral nerves and, and, and central nerves and the way all of those those receptors work, it's a pretty complicated complicated systems yeah and i gotta go stretch my back uh the thing that's really helped me with my neurogenic claudication because you know we're talking about me again because it's all about me (laughs) is uh, for those that don't know i've got a really bad set of uh, building blocks in my spine that are all out of alignment not like a chiropractic out of alignment i mean they're just not where they're supposed to be and they're putting pressure on the nerve that goes to my left leg and the greatest thing I have found so far, and I still haven't seen Dr. Scott for this, although I need to, is this inversion table. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever invented. Yep. It takes up a lot of space in your room, but if uh, if you want to check one out, you can go to backpain.drsteve.com and just look at it. I mean, I'm not trying to sell you anything at, at this point it's not a they're not a sponsor or anything like that but i just i was so excited about it i had to make a subdomain <laughs> so that people could see what the hell i'm talking about but you know, you spend all day with your spine being compressed in one direction it's just so nice to take the, the not only take the pressure off but to stretch your spine in the other direction it really does take the pressure off of my spine but anyway yeah that's good stuff all right buddy you should get one of those for your for your office just throw people on there, stick a bunch of needles in their nose. There you go. And flip them upside down. Their back pain will go away, Spin and you can around. take credit for it. Let's do one more and get out of here. Uh, let's see here. I think this looks like it might be a good one. This is Craig from Jersey. So the CDC addresses masks and handshaking, but what about passing joints and blunts and bowls? Where does that fall? Thank <laughs> you. Do people still do that? I mean, with vaping and edibles and stuff, do people still pass J's, man? Uh, at the people's uh, people's concert in Ann Arbor, man, they still pass a J. Um, you know, man, can I buy a lid? Well, how old am I? <laughs> That's my '60s lingo, man. Uh, yeah, no, it's contagious as shit. It was contagious then. Um, you can, we were people were getting herpes of the lip passing joints around so it's the same as if you're kissing somebody because it's got their their slobber on it so if you wouldn't want to kiss somebody don't drink after them 
and uh, don't accept a joint from them. And it, it's like, you know, it's 2021. Seriously, are we still passing joints around? I don't know. Uh, you got me on that one. So, uh, but um, that's the rule of thumb. If, if you don't mind just tongue deep, tongue kissing someone, then you're fine to share a joint with them. Otherwise, don't do it. It's stupid. All right. Um, thanks always. Go to Dr. Scott. Thank you, sir. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Upcharsky, Chowdy1008, uh, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, the Saratoga skank, uh, Steve Tucci, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Casey's wet t-shirt, Carl's deviated septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, the always fantastic and delightful Fez Watley, who supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Nuts. worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply